Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share our podcast has been nominated in Boise Weekly's annual Best of Boise contest. And while it's an honor to be nominated, I have to admit it would be even more fun to win. If we've helped you connect to the city you love, go to the link in the show notes to vote for us by May 23rd. Thanks, Boise. Today on CityCast Boise, if, like me, you missed the Northern Lights the other night, have no fear. Our Hey Boise newsletter editor, Blake Hunter, is here to tell us about what's coming up in the night sky and all the best places to stargaze in Boise. Plus, I find out, is Boise a good spot for stargazers? It's Monday, July 17th. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Blake. Hey, Emma. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Did you get to see the Northern Lights the other night? I didn't. To be honest, I kind of forgot that they were coming in, but I had seen before, like in the days leading up to it, I had seen a few articles kind of come out that were like, eh, maybe there's not as good of a chance as we thought. But yeah, so I didn't get to see them. Did you? No. And I even around midnight, like went and uh, got on our balcony and kind of like tried to see, but you couldn't really see anything. I did see a couple people post pictures from uh, Bogus that you could kind of see it. It looked like it was pretty pink and awfully pretty. So that was cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Well, let, let's just find out. Is Boise a good spot to stargaze? What do you think? So a big thing with stargazing is, like, obviously light pollution. Um, so as far it's funny because Boise, as far as cities go, globally speaking, I'd say it's a really good stargazing city. And it is probably the worst place to stargaze in the entire state of Idaho just because we <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. have more light than anyone else. Um but again, because Boise is still relatively small, there are a lot of really good spots just kind of outside of town, um, not very far at all, that are really good spots to be able to go to and see a ton of stars. Well, if it's not super great here, what are the best stargazing spots like around the valley? Pretty close, within like an hour or two. So within an hour or two, I personally really recommend just kind of going out into the Morley Nelson um conservation that's just south of Boise. Um, I think it's like the Snake River Birds of Prey conservation area. That's a really good spot just because there are kind of, there are just a lot of roads out there that you can just kind of go out onto. You might run into some teenagers partying, but that's fine. Uh, Just find your own little spot to go to. And then, you know, again, like up in the hills, so go up to Bogus. Um, Lucky Peak is a big one. Um, There's like local organizations that host a lot of events at Lucky Peak just because it's so close for so many people. So, yeah, I would say that those are the big ones. And then if you want to just kind of head out, like, towards the Oahis, um, even just, like, up north, like, there are plenty of there's, – there's plenty of space, so there's plenty of spots to see a lot of a lot of stargazing. What about Bruno? I know they just opened the new observatory yeah. out there. Have you been out there yet? I haven't been out there yet. Um, they just put up this new state-of-the-art observatory system uh, that's free free and open to the public. So I really want to go. I haven't been yet, but I think that'd be so cool. We should go. I haven't been to Bruno in years, in so yeah. many years. Uh, we Me should neither. go. I th- it sounds like it would be really fun. Um, well, do people, if people are stargazing in Boise, do they need special equipment or do you think the naked eye is enough? 
Well, so it kind of depends on what you're looking for. So we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more, but there's like some exciting chances coming up to see like a big chunk of the Milky Way galaxy. So that is definitely more naked eye because it doesn't really help a ton to really zoom in to see, you know, the whole expanse of it. But if you're looking for specific planets, uh, depending on the planet or depending on the star or that kind of thing, something like binoculars can help. But if you really want to get into it, yeah, you do need a telescope. Um, but the nice thing, again, about Idaho being, you know, lower light population state is that there are lots and lots of places to just could go see a huge mass of stars. Um, and then, you know, a, a person who knows what they're talking about or can point you out into the right direction is going to be a lot more helpful than any equipment that you don't really know how to use. So, um, yeah. And then there are also some really good online tools, like there's light pollution maps that you can look up uh, that can kind of give you an idea of of where to go for like optimal uh, viewing in your area. What about like local clubs or organizations around for stargazers? Does Boise have anything like that? Yeah. So there is the Boise Astronomical Society uh, and they're really active, like looking at their schedule online. They have like three or four events every single week or like meetups. Um, they have like ice cream socials I'm seeing. They have like public star parties. They have like general meetings. There's one uh, coming up next week or actually at the end of this week uh, up in Stanley. Um, another one in Bruno. So yeah, they, they're really active. Um, they're the people to talk to if you really want to get involved locally is the Boise Astronomical Society. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You mentioned some stuff coming up that people should keep an eye out for. What's coming up? Yeah, so the peak like viewing of the Milky Way galaxy uh, is coming up. It's in, you know, in our area, at our latitude, it's roughly between like March and September. Um, but the kind of peak of it is July and August. And so the reason to kind of be excited right now is that today is actually a new moon. So that means that we won't have like a visible to the naked eye uh, moon in the sky, which again, like you might not think that a moon would, that like a, uh, a moon would really affect your ability to stargaze a ton, but it does produce a lot of light. And so especially if you are looking for, you know, specific planets or really trying to zoom in on something, any any sort of light uh, at all can really hinder your ability to see things. So there's no moon uh, or a new moon tonight. And so through the rest of this week is really a good a good chance to go see a lot of the Milky Way, or if you're really trying to find some things um, like specific constellations or things like that, that's a good time to check it out. And um, a, I can't remember exactly now, but a good chunk of uh, the planets in our solar system are going to be visible within a certain few hours tonight and the rest of this week with assistance, like technical assistance. And I know in August, there's the big uh, Perseid meteor shower. Will we be able to see that from town? Yeah, so that meteor shower starts like today, July 17th, and then it goes through mid-August. So, And that's going to be visible from town. So if you've never really seen a meteor shower, yeah, definitely try to go check it out at some point. Talk to me about this dark sky reserve. Yeah. 
So I'm kind of obsessed with these. I just think it's such a cool organization. So it's the International Dark Sky Association. And basically the entire goal of this association is to create certain reserves or parks. Uh, They have like a few different designations where there's just really, really little light pollution, like little to none. Um, And so... It's really exciting to be in Idaho because we actually have four uh, currently. And I actually, you mentioned the Bruno uh, Sand Dunes State Park. Um, They are trying to become a dark sky park as well. So the City of Rocks National Reserve down in southern Idaho uh, is is the newest one in Idaho. Uh, And then we've got a few more. We've got um, Craters of the Moon is another one. And um, the, the big one is the Central Idaho Reserve. So... That one is really exciting because it's in the Sawtooth, so of course it's gorgeous. Of course, everyone like knows about the Sawtooth. But what a lot of people don't know is that there are actually only 21 dark sky reserves in the entire world. Um, and this is the only one uh, in the U.S. And so it's like just a really, really top place to go stargazing because it has so limited light pollution. Um, and yeah, so there are a lot of places... In Boy- in uh, Idaho, excuse me, that are trying to become like gain this dark sky designation because it draws in a lot of people, and also it's just like a really really good thing for habitat. Like you think about wildlife and birds, especially like light pollution really affects them, and so trying to reduce that is is becoming a big focus of of a lot of people, and this organization is a big part of that. So yeah, we have four spots in Idaho, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's really cool. What about you? Are you a big stargazer? Not really. I I really want to get into it. I think that like, well, for example, like star navigation and just like understanding what stars are where and being able to like maybe use those just feels like it, I, that feels like such a tragic thing that we have lost in our age. Um, and I would really love to get into that. But just generally, I really want to get into it more. Um, and, you know, camping, especially like, yeah, in central Idaho, um, I've had so many magical experiences of just being like, oh my gosh, like this is incredible. Um, Just because you, yeah, it's it's incredible how much you can, just the more you look, the more you can see kind of thing. What about you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, you grew up in salmon, so like, you you know. I guess, guess, yeah, we camped a lot. And, uh, you know, of course, while I'm out camping or outside, I love to lay on the blanket or sit in a chair and stare at the stars. But I'm not somebody who like, knows anything about anything other than yeah. I know where the moon's at and I can show you the Big Dipper, but that's probably, yeah. that's the extent of my knowledge too, so. Yeah, I'm like, maybe this year, I, I think it's, ob- I mean, obviously extremely overwhelming. I mean, space is massive, so outer space is massive. So like, yeah, I, I think I I think I try to bite off too much. So maybe maybe this year my goal will be to like, be able to point out all of the planets or at least know generally where they're supposed to be with with a telescope or something. So maybe just baby steps. Yeah. Maybe we need to plan a trip to Bruno. That's what it sounds like. I think we should. Yeah. (laughs) I think let's do it. Little baby stargazers here. Well, thank you, Blake. This sounds like a plan. I think we should we should we should get into this because it does sound beautiful. And I had no idea about the dark reserves. Yeah, it's so exciting. Thank you, Emma. I'm excited. And here's some news to know today. The Idaho Statesman is reporting that there's some pretty clear disparities in income in Idaho's counties. No surprise, Blaine County came in as the wealthiest county with a median income of almost 72000 while Camas County brought in just over 37000 Turns out Ada County ranks fourth in the wealthiest category with a higher median income than Blaine County, but lower home values. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, check out our Hey Boise newsletter. Blake does an incredible job. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more local stories from around the city. Bye.